Work looks like this shirt here. <laughs> Eat, sleep, travel, repeat. That's what my whole life looks like. That's what it is. That's it. all I do. I eat, sleep, travel, repeat. So that's what it does. I, I have a system where that I set up uh, these uh, doors. Right now, I only have 34, 32. Okay. I think I have 32 doors right now. Welcome to Black Wealth Weekly Podcast, where you can find different guests being interviewed by me, Shaniqua Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven, every single week, where we will be breaking down how they got into their respective industries and are creating wealth for their families. You don't want to miss an episode, so hit the bell and tune in. What's up, family? I'm Shaniqua Nicole, the Millennium Money Maven. Welcome to this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. I am here joined by King Jeff Milligan, y'all. He is out here in real estate killing the game. He's been doing it for 30-something years, so y'all know I had to bring him to the podcast because, listen, we're all about sharing the wealth strategies that we're using in our life to build wealth and how you can too because we all deserve to be wealthy. What's up, King Jeff? How you hey, doing today? how you doing, Queen Money Maven? Yes. Oh, thank you so much. I'm just so glad to be in the house with you. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate you for coming. My homegirl. <laughs> yes. Homegirl because we are, but we found out. We actually met here yeah. in Atlanta at the Black House. Uh, shout out to King Jay Morrison. Um, used to work with him, met this king at the Legacy Center, a.k.a. the Black House. Mm -hmm. And um, we both, we found out we both from Trent, New Jersey. So yep. that's why he called me home girl, because we're literally from the hometown. Trent, um, make the world taste. Listen, you already know. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you for being here. You know, you got 30 years in the game. I'm super new in real estate. So I know I'm about to learn some stuff today. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do. Okay, well, my name is Jeff Milligan. They call me Cash Flow Jeff. And I've been doing real estate, as she said, for a long time. And my niche in real estate, even though I know how to do everything, meaning from uh, lease options to wholesaling to flipping houses, all of that, my niche is doing what we call rooming houses. So I do rooming houses. I rent anything that I can rent by the month or I can rent by the night. So I also do short-term rentals, uh, Airbnb, VRBO, all of that type of stuff. But basically anything that brings cash flow, hence the name Cash Flow Jeff. Cash Flow Jeff. Mm -hmm. So you, I mean, Airbnb is maybe five years, 10 years old, maybe. So you've been doing this B&B thing long before Airbnb. Tell us about how you got started and what made you even get the idea to start renting houses by the room. Well, I'm have to go back a little bit because I'll tell you how I first started. So um, I had a substance abuse problem for a very long time. And when I went to rehab, I noticed that when I was in rehab, the people would leave rehab and then they would go and live in these apartments. Mm. The apartments were provided by the rehab facility. So there would be like, it might be a two bedroom apartment. So there was a person in each bedroom that it was written out. I found out about this. I didn't go myself after mm -hmm. I got out of rehab, but I found out about it and I was like, mm, 
I wanted to help people. So I said, you know what? I want to get into real estate and I actually want to get my own places and I want to rent it out by the room, helping people come who come out of rehab, who come out of prison, um, those type of people who have a hard time getting in apartments. I wanted to rent rooms to them. And that's how that first came about. And so I did some very long, tedious studying. A uh, long time ago, there was a program called Carlton Sheets was okay. the person. So this was your mentor? Carlton Sheets was on Instagram. Old white man, had gray hair. He had a program, no money down, something. I brought the program, Carlton Sheets. I studied it, and uh, it, it had like 26 chapters. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I know me. I'm not going to sit down and do 26 chapters because if I try to do 26 chapters, I'm going to quit mm. around maybe chapter 13 or 14. So I did 13 chapters, and then I just got out and I started doing the things that it told me in the program and started going to seminars and on and on and on. Gotcha. So you're doing rooming houses, right? And I said already mm -hmm. that this was you started doing this before Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So you purchased you purchasing houses or are you renting them? How are you acquiring the real estate? Oh yeah. Well, I wanted to build wealth, not only just for me, but for my kids and my kids' kids. So I purchase everything and I own it myself. Gotcha. So I don't do the rental arbitrage type thing. Gotcha. And so I purchased the house and then after I purchased the house. I started renting the rooms out in the house individually. And what's your and criteria? That's how I started. Uh, well, to, to decide in the on beginning, get. in the beginning, it was just get a house. <laughs> it didn't matter. It was just get a house. But as time went on, it was okay. I see that the two bedrooms houses, three bedrooms, they're not really that conducive. Not do well because what happens is if somebody leaves one of those houses then you're stuck with getting the money from just the other, other two tenant. bedrooms or one or whatever and you could barely pay your mortgage. Gotcha. So I noticed that if you got more rooms in the house. So if you got a five bedroom house or 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 you got bought multifamily property, mm. you know where you got duplexes, triplexes and quads, what have you and they have at least nine or ten rooms in them then those are the type of ones that will help you make some bands and everything else and right. so those are ones that i found out that were better for me gotcha so if i was just getting started right because i know you mentioned single family all the way to quads and what i do mm -hmm. know is that you can use the fha loan to purchase up to a quad a quad mm -hmm. for those that don't know is a four unit house so you know you have four different doors you can have four different families four different leases with the fha loan you can purchase a quad meaning you can put down three and a half percent um so if somebody you know is brand new into real estate they know that they want to start to build wealth they know that um they don't maybe have a whole lot of money um what what's the opportunity look like let's just say me, myself, this is my first house, uh, and I know that I want to make some money. So this is not my dream house. Mm -hmm. This is going to be an investment property. I only have 3.5% down. And, you know, what would you recommend to me if I was your daughter, niece, whatever, yeah. you know, get a duplex quad, and then what kind of money can I make from, mm -hmm. from, from that situation? So as I do tell my kids that you house hack. So uh, my daughter... Uh, just graduated from Howard University. 
Congratulations. While she was at Howard, she uh, rented a five-bedroom, three-bath house. She lived in one room. She rented out the other four. Mm. So she was able to actually live for free mm. while she was going to college. Love that. So that's the same thing that I would advise, say, for you, if that was you, yeah. or anybody else out there that's just starting now, for you to go ahead and house hack. So you get you like a four-unit building, try to get as many rooms as possible, and you move into one unit, and then you rent out the other three. Don't just rent out the other three as units, rent them out by the room. So the ideal situation would be for you to get, say, a three-bedroom, two-bath in each unit. Okay. So you have uh, four units, three bedrooms, two baths. That means you got 12 rooms all together, right? And you got eight bathrooms. So with that four unit, even the one that you're living in, now, you can choose to rent it out by the room yourself, mm -hmm. or you can just live in a whole unit by yourself and rent out the other nine. Right. Right, the other nine rooms. Yep. Either way, you're going to make money. But you'll make more money, of course, if you have roommates. But mm, some people want their privacy. Yeah. Since you're the owner, right. yeah, just rent out the other nine. Right. So if you rent out the <laughs> other nine, you can rent them out. It, uh, um, let me see. It just depends on where it's at okay. and how it looks, but I say anywhere from nine hundred and up. Okay. So if you rent out the other nine at nine hundred, with the eight eight thousand, mm. um, yeah, eighty one hundred dollars. Yeah. So a you month. eighty one hundred dollars. Your note is probably about three thousand. Wow. Definitely no more than four thousand. Right. With everything all included. Even taxes a million dollar property is going to cost you five thousand a month. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as if it's less than that, you yeah. cash flowing a couple thousand. That's why they call you cash flow Jeff. That's why they call me cash flow Jeff because oh, that's the way man. it happens. So you're making thousands of dollars a month, right? Just by renting out by the room instead okay. of renting out the whole unit. So, all right. So we said you get these, you get this uh, quad. You live in one unit. You got other three units. So that's nine bedrooms that you're leasing out for. $900 a month, um, that's going to give you about $8,000 or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. $8,000 a month coming in. You don't have to work. You just said you don't have to punch a clock. That's literally $100,000 of income that you can make from cash flowing these properties. Well, one property. We one. just talking about one property. We just talking about one property. Yeah, we talking about, I don't know why everybody don't do this. I mean, Man. we talking about one property. That's it. Wow. So literally, you, you'd be making uh, income profit, 48000 at least a year, just from that one property mm. without punching the clock, without doing anything else. So right. when I found that out, what you thought I did? <laughs> I did it again. I did it again. Then we got some more. And then more and more. And so and so that's the whole concept behind it, and that's how it works. Okay. And at the same time, your property is still appreciating in value. Yep. So, you know, 10 years, 15 years down the line or whatever, uh, you go ahead and refinance your property, and you pull out more money and go buy you some more property and do it all over again, but just keep on doing it. Right, so I know you are decades in the game. You know, mm -hmm. what does it look like for you? Like, what, is, what does work look like for you, you now? You've been doing this for a long time. How many doors do you have? Do you have like a management company? Mm -hmm. How do you manage 
all of this with these tenants yeah. and everything. Work looks like this shirt here. <laughs> Eat, sleep, travel, repeat. That's what my whole life looks like. That's what it is. That's it. all I do. I eat, sleep, travel, repeat. So that's what it does. I, I have a system where that I set up uh, these uh, doors. Right now, I only have 34, 32. Okay. I think I have 32 doors right now. So uh, that's all I need. However, my doors are set up like this. Like I just posted one on Facebook just the other week. That um, just to give you, it's a duplex. Downstairs in the duplex, I'm collecting forty five hundred. Mm. It's just a regular, Cow. just regular one. However, upstairs, <laughs> upstairs, I just renovated it. Okay. Upstairs, it was three bedrooms, one bath. Nice big place. I added another room because it was big enough for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And then I also added another bathroom. Okay. Because the formula that you want, you want to have at least two rooms for each bathroom. Okay. No more than two rooms for, for each, each bathroom. bathroom. Okay. Okay. I reno renovated that. Now, um, two of the rooms are going for 1300 a piece. Mm. The other two go for 1500 So we're talking about $5,600 coming from just that one mm. unit. Downstairs, forty five hundred. It's ten grand a month from just one duplex. That, that one duplex. Wow! And how long have you owned that property? Is it a new? That was the very first property I bought. Wow! Twenty two years ago. What? <laughs> yep. And it's still cash flowing for you. It's still cash flowing. Yep. Wow! So where are you finding the people that want to rent a room for fifteen hundred dollars a month? Like uh, who are those people? Yeah. So there are so many different types of people that will rent for that. So you have professional people now that comes to Atlanta. So you have to know a little bit about Atlanta, what's going on right now, and across the nation. So what is happening now, there's a housing shortage. Mm. So now the apartments are like sky high now. So in order to rent like a one bedroom apartment in Atlanta, you're paying anywhere from 1800 to over 2500 a month for one bedroom. Yeah. So I was at an event a couple of years ago, and what the gentleman said at the event has now come true. The gentleman said uh, he was from New York, and it was a uh, apartment uh, buying event. Okay. And the gentleman said, Atlanta is going to become like New York. Mm. And he said, what I mean by that is that in order for you to rent an apartment in Atlanta, you're going to have to have a roommate because mm. you're not going to be able to afford it by yourself. Nah. So we have a housing shortage. This is a perfect storm for a person like me. We have a housing shortage. The prices on apartments are sky high. So now if you just make your rooms look very desirable, you know, like hotel rooms or whatever. I got 55-inch yeah. flat screens in the rooms. Um, so I have high-speed. Yep, I have high-speed internet. They're fully furnished with very nice furniture and everything. So uh, people just coming. I got a waiting list already because mm. the only thing I'm waiting for is my guy to put the um, the AC and the HVAC in. Okay. But people have already called me and said, Jeff, I want one of those rooms. I want them. I got a waiting list already for more than the four rooms I got. Gotcha. So, so you put them on a the back burner. Now it's time to go get the next property. So when you open up the next property, exactly. you got some or people Upgrade that's... the ones that I have already. Right, right. And then also in Atlanta, 
they have now what's called uh, ADUs. ADUs is all around the country. It's called accessory dwelling unit. Yep. That will allow you to uh, put a small, tiny house or whatever in the backyard. I'm doing it. Of yours. Oh, you're doing it, yeah. I'm doing it. Put it in the backyard, see? Investment property. And, yep, and you go ahead and, and rent that out and you make money, more money. Mm. So it's a housing shortage and that's the reason why I'm able to charge so much. Gotcha. And plus it's worth it because they look good and plus I pay all the utilities. Gotcha. So you just pay the 1500 So you literally come in with your bags, you pay 1500 you come in with your clothes and everything else is provided for you yep everything else is provided so for you. pots pans everything they share everything. the dishes everything gotcha i love that yep wow oh my gosh so people pay fifteen hundred dollars to live in a room i'll tell you this when i was working um in corporate america i had a girlfriend and i was always trying to get to new york before i came to atlanta i was trying to get to new york so bad mm -hmm. and just like you said we even a one bedroom even a studio there's mm -hmm. studios in New York that's like $3,000 a month and people will share a studio and they literally, no, I'm not lying yeah, to you because yeah, me and my girlfriend were looking at sharing a one, it was a one bedroom, mm -hmm. um, but you know, one person would have the living room, one person would have the bedroom, but people would literally share a studio and you put up a little partition mm -hmm. and you share this little six, 700 square foot apartment um, and you pay 1500 to do it. Each. Yes. So man, that 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 that's so crazy. Um, but I love I love this idea. Um, and you know, more importantly, you started with you know with good intentions because you wanted mm -hmm. to come out and help people who couldn't be able to afford their own whole apartment. Um, based on the market now and everything, I feel like it's gonna be more people that can't oh. afford a whole house or a whole apartment. So yeah. I mean, this sounds like a lucrative industry. It's very lucrative, and and now is the time, because now, what has happened in Atlanta, Section Eight, is now doing vouchers for people to live in rooms. Mm. They've never done that before. Wow. Section Eight is doing vouchers for people to live in rooms. How much they pay? Uh, I didn't look into it. Yet. Okay. I'm quite sure it's at least eight nine hundred. I'm quite sure. Wow. But, Guaranteed government yeah. money. Yeah, I'd rather. Day around thirteen, fifteen hundred. Right. Well, you are. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. So, talk to me about you know how are you able to eat, sleep, and travel? Because I yeah. know you're traveling. You're on your way to the Maldives soon. You yeah. just came back from the islands. Like yeah. Yeah. you know, you you're living the life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. us, you know, what kind of systems you use to manage all of so, those. So, so the system that I use to manage is is basically. Over the years, I've come up and I see how to run things. So uh, how I run things is like I have a merchant account. So all the money is collected through the merchant account. I only do monthly with my rooms. I don't do nightly. Now with Airbnb, of course, I do nightlies and weeks and stuff like that. But with my rooms, I only do monthly. Okay. Uh, every month, my money comes in automatically. If something goes wrong at the house, meaning that a pipe bursts or the electrical breaker um, gets tripped or something of that matter, well, if somebody contacts me on that, uh, I have a certain phone just for them to call, right? If they contact me on that, then I will go ahead and contact somebody in my roller deck. So I got plumbers, contractors, electricians, everybody in my roller decks. Something goes wrong, I call them up, 
They go over there, they take a picture of what the problem is, they give me a price, I tell them go ahead, they fix it, um, they take a picture of it, and, and then okay. they send me an invoice, and I sell them the money. Right. So I could do this from anywhere in the world. Right. And so I like to tell the story about when we were in Egypt with the family, and the kids were saying, come on, let's go see the pyramid, Daddy. I said, okay, hold on, because it's around the first of the month. Mm -hmm. So around the first of the month, I, I said, give me five minutes. <laughs> I went to my computer. <laughs> All the money had came in. I said, come on, let's go. And we went to the pyramids. <laughs> and so that was it. So... Uh, I've, I've been able to set up the systems. Um, the locks are digital locks that are on Wi-Fi. Okay. So I can lock and unlock any lock anywhere in the world. Mm. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I can do it by my phone. So if somebody don't pay you on the first, you can lock them out on the second. Exactly. I have thermostat <laughs> that's on Wi-Fi. See, because you got to remember, you have different people living with each other. Okay. Somebody going to be hot. Somebody gonna be cold. Right. So with the thermostat, I can lock the thermostat myself mm. and keep it at you know just a regular temperature. Yeah. And, and stuff, so people won't be pushing up and down, up and down because somebody hot, somebody cold. Right. So everything is 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 working by Wi-Fi basically, and is working electronically and digitally, and that is the way that I'm able to manage these uh, properties myself right now. Now, if I get um, I'm in the process of buying some more stuff, and um, we just came from looking at some cabins yesterday, matter of fact, up in the mountains, and those, uh, we will have other people managing them, but for the ones that we have in the city, we yeah. can manage ourselves. Got you. I love that. So, um, what are your, you have any aspirations when it comes to real estate? Like, what are you trying oh, to yeah, do? Yeah, So, so now um, that my daughter's graduated, yeah. you know, um, I have two daughters and a son. My One of my daughters is in high school. Um, the other one just graduated. She's working with me. And my son is actually working out uh, with Rolling Out. And so, he's in the media field. So, um, he got two he got his hands full doing that mm -hmm. so uh my aspirations is to build the company more and more with more and more properties mm -hmm. and so we just um had a contract on a property in orlando that we were going to purchase uh 14 bedrooms 11 full baths swimming pool mm. in the resort communities like wow. 1.3 million that's it and uh that was so it. 14 bedrooms fully furnished, what? all of that. Um, the reason why we didn't purchase it was because we talked to some people about doing the property management mm -hmm. and the property management was like 20,000. A month. Uh, 20, I'm sorry, 20%. Uh-huh. 20% a month. And they said that the property would, um, the property would probably gross about 200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at the numbers, 20% yeah. to them down, that's $40,000. Yeah. That means we're going to be making about 160, 160. And you can do that also on a regular property. <laughs> exactly. Not Thank a million you. dollar property. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, this is not making sense. The number, sense the math ain't yeah. math. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it not not for your formula. You no, know. no, not it for It might no. work for somebody so, else, but the math ain't math for yeah, the way that you'd like to. We, we do not want to touch a property if we can't clear at least two thousand a month, at okay. least that amount, and really two thousand is like. You mean after you pay the mortgage and stuff like that? After we pay everything, we want at least two thousand profit. Okay, and that's on like a regular house, like mm -hmm. 
Um, if we're talking about cabins or something, we're looking at least three, four thousand a month. Gotcha. After, after we do whatever. Gotcha. And so, um, so that's what we're doing now. We yeah. looked at some yesterday. Um, we were up in LJ, and uh, we've still got a couple more. So we're probably going to purchase about three, and, and probably during the next week. Gotcha. Yeah, I so. love it. So I know, you know, my biggest and anybody big, the, the biggest hindrance to anybody doing this and getting started in this space would be acquiring properties. Mm -hmm. um, there are some strategies out there that say, oh, you go buy a property, live in it for two years, use your FHA and then go and do it again. That way, number one, you don't have to pay capital gains if you sell the property. Mm -hmm. And then you can also use the FHA, you know, again, again, if you refinance and stuff. Mm -hmm. What are some creative ways that you've been able to use to acquire properties over these couple of over these last decades? Wow, that that right there is important. So here's the thing. A lot of folks were putting in out like bandit signs and things, right? Those signs you see on the side of the road say, we buy houses yep. or my uncle buy houses, whatever. <laughs> you know, all these different signs. Right. So long time ago, what we I, cash and yeah, I yeah, what I, what I noticed was that everybody was doing the same thing. Okay. So when everybody's doing something, I like to go in a whole totally different direction. So what I did back then was I used billboards. Okay. So I had billboards all around the city of Atlanta, and people were coming to me specifically like, hey, I want to sell my property, I want to sell my property, I want to sell my property. What what's your billboard say? The billboard said, we buy any house. Okay. <laughs> Pretty or ugly. Right. See, because you had the we buy ugly house, folks. Yep. And we said, we buy any house. Mm -hmm. Pretty or ugly. It doesn't matter. So the people who call those billboards, or go to your website and them billboards are motivated sellers, most of them. So when the motivated sellers come to you, and here go the real sauce here, I'm giving this for free now. Talk to when me. the motivated <laughs> sellers come to you, basically you want to ask them one question. And that one question you ask them will tell you if you can get that house for free. Then mm. the question is, do you want to sell your house for what you owe on it? If they say yes, then that means that they just want to walk away from the house. They do not want any money. And then they will actually deed the house over to you. It's called subject to. Mm. They will deed the house over to you. And then you would take over their mortgage payment. So, so why would somebody do that? Why would somebody want to sell their house for what, it, what they owe on it versus what it's worth? Because they're a motivated seller, meaning that they're motivated because they may be going through a divorce. Okay. So those are, I'm sorry to say, but those are the best kind mm. because neither one of the spouses want the other one to have anything. Gotcha. So, so they just, well, both of them just want to get rid of right. it, right? Right. They may have lost their job, mm. right? They got their pink slip and they know that within a month they're going to be out of a job. They're not going to be able to pay no more. Uh, a lot of the services had something to do with it, meaning that people were going over to Iraq or wherever way it's going. They might be going to Ukraine. Ain't no telling, right? <laughs> so, so people have to go, with, you know, with the military, whatever. But there's a, some motivating factor, gotcha, which they have to get out. And some people just, you know, hey, listen, I cannot make this payment no more. I'm struggling. I want to get out. So they looking for somebody to just come in and just really take over the payment. And so a minute ago, you said you can get a house for free. 
Yes. Tell me free. how I could get a house for free. So, <laughs> the same motivated person okay. is trying to, matter of fact, I'm going to go one step further. Okay. I'm going to tell you how you can get paid by getting a house. Okay. Let's okay, here we go. Talk to me. All right. True story. Uh, lady called me up and said, hey, I got this townhouse that I want to sell. I said, okay, cool. I said, I went down to go see the townhouse. The lady owed 90 she owed ninety-eight thousand, no, eighty-nine thousand on the town hall. Okay. Right. Um, no, I'm sorry. Let me get the number straight. She owed hundred and nineteen thousand on the townhouse, but the townhouse was only worth eighty-nine thousand. Mm. So she was upside down in the townhouse, so nobody else would touch it. And so I told her, I said, "Okay, fine. I'll, I'll um, see what we can do." Her payment was only like five hundred forty-eight dollars a month. Mm. She had three bedroom, two and a half bath, one car garage, townhouse built in like two thousand and six. This is like five years ago. Stainless steel appliances, very good looking, everything. I said, "Okay, I'll tell you what I can do. I can take over the payments for you. However, I'm going to need you to make three payments before I take over the, on the fourth one." After you leave the townhouse. Mm. And she was like, three payments? Well, I can't do that. She said, I can do two. I said, fine, do two. So she did two payments. So I didn't give her money. She's actually paying me to take over the house. Mm. So okay? she left her house. She left gave her it house. To you, gave it to me. And paid you I done, for hold two up, more months. Hold up. Gave it to me. I went in, just did a little deep cleaning. And I got somebody in there before the month was over. So the month that she paid, I already got somebody in there to pay for that. The next month, I got payment from the person who was in there, and I got payment from her. Oh, wow. That sounds like illegal or something. No, it's not illegal <laughs> at all. No, it's not illegal at all. No, yeah. I know, I yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds So that's the way it went. The person crazy. who also came in gave me $10,000 down on the lease option. Oh, wow. Why? Yeah. Because I, I never rent out a property just straight rental. Okay. Because it's, no, no. Straight rental, people will come in, they'll tear up your house, and then they want you to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you do a lease option, and the person that's leased optioning from you, uh, it's, it's implied, but also in writing, that you, we expect you to take care of this house because you're going to end up buying the house. Mm. So you're going to give me, yep, you're going to give me a option fee. Gotcha. Not a deposit. Right. Because the deposit you got to pay back. So you call it a fee. Okay. The option fee was $10,000. They move in, any toilet breaks or whatever, they fix that. Mm. If any big system break, then I will fix that. Gotcha. But of course, I already got um, a home warranty plan for that to be fixed for free, basically. Wow. That I've already paid for that. So <laughs> the people come in and um, and they give me that money down. Once they give me that money down, they never see it again. Because if they buy, it's going to come off the purchase price. 97% mm. of the people don't buy. So as soon as they give you the money, it's yours. What? Yeah. And this is called lease option. Lease option. So this is leasing with the option to buy, purchase, to yeah. purchase at the yeah. end of the lease. Yeah, some other folk in the hood, they call it rent to own. Rent to own. <laughs> Got you. Okay, listen, we know rent to own. Yeah. Tell yeah. us rent to own. Yeah. Tell him we know what that means. Yeah, well, rent to own, lease these... option. Either one. Yeah, it means the same thing. It though. means the same thing. Yeah, Got yeah. you, gotcha. But you get that big lump sum in down. The front. Yeah. And then somewhere, you give them like three years to buy, because mm -hmm. that's all it takes to fix their credit. Okay. Because 
and that's the only reason why they didn't buy because they didn't have their credit fixed. Gotcha. So that's it. And and within three years, they're supposed to buy. But like wow. I said, they have a renter's mentality. And this is mentality. off of a property that you got for free. The owner paid for two months after she left. Mm hmm and you acquired this property for free. So yep. how do you and protect yourself? And she was upside down. And she was upside down. So she deeds the property to you, yeah. and the mortgage is still there. Yes. And you pay the mortgage. Yep. But you own the house. Yep. She when, deeds when I have you, a deed into a land trust. But go ahead. You deed the property into your land trust. Yeah. Gotcha. When, when do you get the opportunity to, like, if you wanted to refinance the house, when could you do that? I could refinance it at any time. At any time. time because you have the yeah. deed. Yeah, I'm so, about to sell the house now. Gotcha. And and remember, I said but that the house was worth one uh, The house no, the house was worth eighty nine thousand. And she owed one nineteen. One nineteen. Yep. Yeah. Now the house worth two hundred. Nice. Five hundred, and, and I'm about to. And sell you ain't it. paid no money to get it. No money at all. She paid me to get it. Oh my god. She paid me the two months. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. crazy. So, so, so you literally got paid to make all this money. And this was your first property? No, this no, wasn't no, the first no, one. No, but no, no. you've held it for a long time. So you've made the money off of it for years. And yeah, now you're selling it. For five years. Wow. Five years. I had two different tenants in there. Gotcha. Yeah, for five years. Yep. I love it. Awesome. Um, so that's one acquisition that's one strategy. Way. Yeah. Another one is a lease option, period. Okay. So with this one. Another true story. There was a doctor. He had a nice house. He had renovated it very nice and everything. He doesn't really know about real estate. Just heard about real estate. Wanted to get it. Real nice three-bedroom, two-bath. So I went to him because I owned some property around the corner, and I used to see him all the time and I speak to him. And I said, hey, what you, what's going on with your property? And he said, oh, yeah, but Jeff, you know, I'm trying to uh, rent it now. I said, yeah, you know what? I would like to do a lease option with you, you know. He said, yeah, what do you mean by that? I said, okay, well, I will come in and basically rent the property from you, but then I'm going to rent it to somebody else, but you give me the option to purchase the property like within five years. Mm -hmm. He said, hmm, that's good. He said, okay, what would the purchase price be? Right. I said, well, how much is the property worth now? See, because you do the purchase price when you buy in now. So I think he said the property is worth one seventeen, something okay. like that. I said, yeah, one seventeen. I said, good. Well, I'll give you one seventeen for it, like when I purchase it, like yeah. within five years. So we agreed upon that. That was it, right? I went and got somebody, put somebody in the property, right? A year and a half later, <laughs> one of my friends who was an appraiser came to me and said, Jeff, you own that property over there? I said, no, I'm doing the lease option on it. He said. I said, why you ask? He said, oh, well, you know, man, properties in this side, it was in the West End. He said, properties over here are going up a whole lot. I said, really? He mm. said, yeah. He said, man, you want to know how much that property worth? I said, yeah, how much is it worth? He said, 225000 I said, you lying. He said, no. Nah. So at that time, I went and found these two sisters who were doing real estate, and I told them, I said, listen, I got this property over there. It already has a tenant in it. I want to sell the property. I'll sell it to you uh, right now for one hundred and eighty-seven thousand. Mm. They was like, "Honey," I said, "Yeah, and it's worth two twenty-five. So you walking into it with equity?" Mm. And said, really? I said, "Yeah." So I told the owner, "I'm getting ready to you exercise, exercise option my option to, to purchase buy. the property." He said, "Great, because I'm ready to get rid of it." 
And so that's what happened. I went and sold it to the other people and I made like $73,000 and I didn't never own the property, never put up no money, anything. Wow. I just got a lease option on the property. That's wow. another way to buy a property with no money, no credit. And you sell it and you make 73000 and keep it moving. And being a middleman. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Okay. You have any more? They, they need to rewind that back <laughs> to, to understand that. But, yeah. Right. Oh, no, I that, got plenty. Listen, that was a lot. That's a lot because I'm sitting here. I have nothing to say because I'm just mind blown. Like, okay, I'm just getting started in real estate. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? Even when, when, when I talk to people, First of all, you know, I think that this country encourages for us to be ignorant, right? They want mm -hmm. us to not mm -hmm. know things. They want us to make it seem like it's so hard, mm -hmm. you know, but like with, with these two strategies, you're, you're saying that we can acquire property for no money down. No money. And no credit because you didn't have to and go no and get credit. no mortgages. Nope. Nope. It's just like. <laughs> Easy. Just like that. <laughs> Not a problem. I'm gonna give you one more. To yes, your please do, cause this. Cause is a lot just of people crazy. like to do wholesaling. That's yeah. Right? That but what you did was almost like a wholesale deal. Almost. No, that's that's a lease option deal okay. because because I had a I had, had somebody contract. I had a tenant in the property. Remember? Okay. So I was managing the property for like a year and a half yeah. before I realized that the property went up in value. I didn't know. Yeah. So that teaches us. And one the smart thing you did was you locked in that price now. Yes, versus, exactly. Versus, you know, Five just let it be an now. open option. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just, that first example, I told you the property went from 89000 to two hundred in five years. Right. So what if I would have said, okay, I'm going to buy the property off of you in five years at what it's worth in five years. Right. I you would have been paying more money. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able losing. to pull that so, deal off. So uh, a lot of people do wholesaling. Yeah. So what they like to do. Talk or, to me about what, what wholesaling people, is. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So what wholesaling is, is when you find a property and you actually take it to somebody like me who's a cash buyer and say, hey, I got this property I found. I want you to uh, purchase it from me. I have it under contract. I'm going to sign my contract to you. And I want you to pay me $5,000. Okay. Well, I'm going to look at you and say, you want me to pay you 5000 for just finding a property? No, I don't think so. I'll give you maybe 2000 or 1500 Okay. You know, because <laughs> that's what we say. Because we know that you can't buy it. Yeah. So, you know. You need that's me. Why you, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why you come to me. Right. Right. Now, same scenario, but here's the difference. I come to you. And say, okay, I have a property that I want you to buy from me. You say, okay, I'll buy it. And then, and then you say, well, how much you selling it for? And then I give you a price. Now, when I give you this price, I have already negotiated a price with the seller. Mm -hmm. So here's a quick, easy example. The ARV, which is the after repair value, which mm -hmm. is also called the retail value, is 200000 the seller wants to sell the price, I mean, wants to sell the property for 75000 They just want to get out of it. The property may need $25,000 worth of work. Mm -hmm. So you all in for 100000 right? So I say to you, I want to sell the property to you for um, 110000 right? And you say, okay, 110000 hmm. And I need to put twenty-five in it 
So that's 135. So I can make 65,000. That's what you're thinking, mm -hmm. right? And it's good. So the difference between the first example where I come to you with the contract and you see what the price is, is this time I don't come to you with the contract, meaning you're going to make a contract. Gotcha. So you have a contract with the seller and then you got a contract with you, mm -hmm. right? I got a contract with both of y'all. Right. So before we go to closing, I get the seller to put the property into a land trust. And the land trust is going to bear his last name. Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't bear his last name, then when if, if you were getting a loan to do the property, then the people would say, hold up. Uh, the bank I'm talking about. The bank or whoever the financial company were. They'll look and say, hold up. This property actually belongs to so-and-so, and you just got this property, and you selling it for like $35,000 more or whatever? Mm -hmm. No, we're not going to do that. So to avoid all of that, you put the, uh, the name of the property into the land trust. Mm. So if the guy's name was Mitchell, it would be in the Mitchell Family Land Trust, right? Mm -hmm. And then you would be, I'm the trustee, rather. Jay Milligan is trustee. I'm selling it to you, all right? Now, when I'm selling it to you, you're going to buy it from me for $110. You're going to put $25 in it. You're going to make $65,000. But the way the transaction works is that um, the seller gives me a deed for the Mitchell Family Land Trust. I give that deed to the title company yep. and then the, um, the closing attorney. The closing attorney then changed the title there, and then we do the deal. And in the deal between us is between Shaniqua and the uh, Mitchell Family Land Trust, like that. And so you get paid your money, I get paid my money, and they get paid. But I make thirty-five thousand mm. instead of making fifteen hundred, right? Because I wholesale it a whole totally different way. Gotcha. And so I know right because now I, I know wholesalers, like you said, they just you know they want to make two thousand, three thousand, yeah. five thousand dollars. Yeah. But they can make thirty five, fifty, whatever, whatever the difference the difference in the spread is. Right. The the it's whole just all concept about how you just you... need to leave enough money in it for the buyer and you get enough money for yourself and just make sure the seller's comfortable. Right. See it's a win 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 for everybody. Gotcha. And if it's a win win for everybody, then nobody's not you know, everybody good. Right. Yeah. Wow. This week's episode is sponsored by ABCs for Rich Kids by seven-year-old author and entrepreneur Bryce Nicholas. Please tell us where we can find your book. ABCsforRichKids.com Awesome. This book is so amazing, guys. It literally goes from A to Z with different financial terms for your little loved ones. Awesome. So we've got F is for future value, E is for evaluation, H is for air. Guys, if you do not have this book, the Amazon number one bestseller, please go and grab it now at abcsforrichkids.com. So for the last 20 years, you've been collecting rents and not working. Um, what, like, did you think that your life will always look like this? Like, did you always know you wanted to get into real estate? How was life before you figured out this hack in real estate and, you know, just been cash flowing your whole life for the last 20 some years? I live to use and use to live. Mm. So what I did was just drank, smoked crack, 
all the drugs, whatever. That's what I did. Now, I did graduate mm -hmm. from a couple of colleges. Oh, okay. So, you know. You went to college? Couple, yeah, I went to college and got a couple of degrees and this and that. But um, I guess it's sort of like my environment that I grew up in. Uh, that's what we did. We, we got high every day. And so basically that's what I did. But of course I, you know, would stand on the bus stop and see people ride by in nice cars and just dream like, man, I know my life got to be better than this. And I know I felt like that I was better than the person who was riding by, but they was riding by and I'm standing on the bus stop. Mm. And so I just decided to turn my life around. And, and that's what it's all about. It's about a decision. See, if you make a decision to change, then you will change. And a lot of stuff for a lot of stuff for to happen, period, you have to make a decision to change. So you can continue working a nine to five, working, doing what we call the 40-40 plan. You know, you work 40 hours a week for 40 years to retire on 40% of your income. Right. That's the dumbest, craziest thing I ever heard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when I was coming up, it was, it was even worse. They was like, oh, we're going to give you a gold watch for your retirement. That's not even out there no more. They don't get no watches, no nothing. Listen, you're helping somebody else, and this is what I realized, you're helping somebody else get rich. And so, you know, I did pick up the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and, you know, and, and when I realized what I'm reading, I'm helping other people get rich. I was working for a uh, little lady in a computer. Uh, she owned a computer uh, store, if you will. It was, it was like it was an office. So we sold computers to the government and to corporations. Okay. It wasn't like a store. So, yeah. so that's what we did. And um, I was making over 100 grand a year, and I was, I was cool. But... When I picked the book up and the book said, well, you're not going to get rich by working for somebody else. I said, oh, it's time for me to go and I need to work for myself. So that's when I found that Carlton Sheets program and mm. I changed from there. But in the beginning, um, it was just me, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't doing anything. I was hanging out with the fellas, you know, and and, and needless to say, you know, um, no, nah, that ain't the way to go. The fellas got to do what they got to do. You got to do what you got to do, especially when you start having kids and all of that. And, you know, you got a family and stuff and you you need to take care of your family. And yeah. so, um, you know, I, I got to that space where it was like, hmm, if I want to be rich, if I want to do what I want to do. And that's what it's all about for me, at least. The freedom. Eat, sleep, travel, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. This is all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. Uh, you know, our good friend, Coach, Ke Coach Kelly, said, yeah, I want to be at two places, B&B, &B, at the beach and the bank. Listen. That's it. I don't want to be anywhere else. And so that's what it is for me. So when I found this niche, and as you said, the niche came from me trying to help people. Mm -hmm. that was, that's what was in my, in my whole mind was helping people. Right. And it always said, the more you give, the more you get. Mm. And so I was going to help people. And um, that helping turned into this niche of renting by the rooms. And Linda's did I say, I was like, wow, because in the beginning, I had about, because this is what my goal was, to get 20 properties, making at least 
twenty. I mean, making at least two thousand dollars a month from each property, mm -hmm. and I have forty thousand dollars a month. Okay, that's when I start out in two thousand. Yeah, and so I ended up with the twenty properties. Some of them didn't make two thousand dollars a month. So that's when I found out that hmm, these properties that have lesser rooms don't make that much money. Mm. So that's when I started eliminating them gotcha. and I started uh, getting the other ones that I can get together that would make the money for me. Yeah. And so now I'm at a point where I'm saying, okay, well, you know what? Now there's a lot of people that need. So some other people, because you asked a question earlier, like who, who rents these places? Yeah. We got flight attendants and pilots. They okay. got what they call a crash pad. We have students. Students pay over a thousand dollars, you know, a month. You know, my daughter, as I said, she was renting a student. Some was paying thirteen hundred. Mm. You know, my son was down at Georgia State. I think he's paying about fifteen hundred. Oh wow! And so, uh, students, um, flight attendants, traveling nurses, traveling nurses pay a lot of money because they get paid a lot of money. Mm. They make anywhere from. I mean, well, they get. Anywhere from a thousand to three thousand dollars a week just for traveling expenses. Mm. Okay, so, from the company. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, from so, the company. So the company the pays for their housing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So the traveling nurses uh, pay. You know, so all of those people pay big money. So that's when I said, you know what? Um, it's time for me to upgrade everything, and that's what I started doing, upgrading everything, and now. I'm buying new stuff too, and it's all upgrade. Mm -hmm. So everything is going to be thirteen, fifteen hundred or more. Gotcha. You know, um, like that, and so you make even more money with less properties. Right. See, that's the whole concept of this whole thing, is that you can make more money with less property. Yeah. You know, see, Helen Keller said the most tragic thing in life is to have physical sight and no vision. Mm. So when you have a vision and you see where the vision is going, then that's when you Got to go ahead and say, mm, let me jump on board right now. And I'm telling you, it's going that way. That's why I'm going nationwide with the rooming house thing. Gotcha. I love it. So if you could um, drop one word of wisdom for somebody that's just getting started on their real estate journey, uh, what would you tell them? Like, where where do I go? Like, am I, should I just be a hustler and, you know, figure out how I can get me a property for free? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like what? Like let let's just talk about somebody that's just down bad, and you know just might even be trying to find a place to live for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. How how do they go ahead and get started with this? Provide a room for them, you know, provide a family a uh, house over their head for their family, and then can also start to create and generate income in yeah. this room and house the, space. The first thing is to get you some education. Okay. Get you some education about real estate. Um, you can read some books, you can listen to some stuff, you can look at some YouTube videos, you get, that's going to get a little education. But of course, get you a mentor. Get you a mentor, a coach, and you know, the coach and mentor. See, I've been doing this a long time. I went through, when I was doing this room and houses, nobody else was doing room and houses. Go ahead, I'm sorry. You know, I did, I, I wanted to ask you, how did you weather the 2008 downturn in the market 
Oh, yeah. So Talk I, to us about I that. I had a lot more <laughs> rooms and houses before 2008. Okay. I had a lot more than that. Gotcha. And that's how I ended up with 32. Okay. <laughs> okay, because I had probably mm, about 60. I probably had wow. about double. But when that 2008 came and I was making money and it was going good, but those smaller houses, again, the ones with three bedrooms, four bedrooms, uh, they didn't work during 2008 because I was also um, wholesaling houses during 2008, but I was doing it the way I told you. So mm -hmm. I was making 50, 60, 70,000. So I wasn't paying too much attention to my residual income right. that was coming. Yeah. That was fine. But you know, I got billboards. I'm getting, I'm making, well, I'm buying, if you will, 15 properties a month just coming from the billboards. Mm. So, you know, I'm making very good money. But when that 2008 fiasco came and everybody stopped buying, then all my wholesale money went away. Mm. But that rooming house money just kept on coming. That's and so, <laughs> so I did lose some houses, but the other houses, it just kept on coming. And I really didn't skip a beat because That's then it. I paid all the attention to the rooming houses. Yep. And then I was raising the prices. And, you know, and that money just kept coming in. Gotcha. And all the friends that was talking to me about, well, you do rooming houses, that ain't nothing. This ain't. All of them, they were washing cars, cutting grass while I was still going on cruises and traveling all around the world. Right. And, you know, so, yeah. So, so I was able, no. You had, to, you had to let go of the losers. Yep. Right. Yep. And then, you know, just reevaluate your portfolio. But you were still able to have that income. Absolutely. I love yep. it. Yep. Gotcha. And, and I'm yeah, prepared you know, a for lot the of next people, one. A lot of people lost everything. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, to just have to lose the losers, mm -hmm. you were still winning. Yes. I love it. Absolutely. Because you have to have that cash flow coming in every month. See, people flip properties, and there's nothing wrong with flipping properties because mm -hmm. you can make 60, 70, 80, 100,000 flipping a property. But in order for you to get more money, you got to flip another property. Right. Me, I buy a property, I set it up, and just, as the commercial says, set it and forget it. <laughs> the money just keeps coming in, and it's going to keep coming in no matter what I do. That's that and freedom. And so my thing is, okay, well, get you a bunch of them like that and have that money coming in, then you can concentrate on doing some other thing, buying some apartments or buying some other houses or doing some other yeah. stuff. But you have to have that residual income right. coming in. Yeah. Because if you're trading hours for dollars, it ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. And I, I got people I talk to now, dentists, doctors, lawyers, they all want to learn from me because they're tired of trading their hours for dollars. They make good money, but you got to be there in order to make the money. Yep. Yeah, I don't have to so be So how there. do I how do we learn from you? You oh, are wise well, counsel. That's good. Yes, <laughs> wise counsel. Well, okay, so in order to tap in with me, you can reach me on IG at Cashflow Jeff or you can reach me on Facebook at Jeff Milligan. Um, my website is cashflowjeff.com. Go to that website and I have a new website coming up too, but it'll be there. Go there and uh, you can tap in with me. And you can get on my calendar, get on a call with me. And in my coaching mentorship, you get me. You don't get anybody else who has the knowledge that I have. You get actually me. I'll work with you one-on-one -on -one so that you can set up your own 
uh, cash flowing business just like I've been doing for years. Yes, I love that, Jeff. Number one, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to get my properties cash flowing. Yeah. We're gonna figure this. I'm gonna figure this thing out. Like, yeah. we, we're gonna figure this thing out. I think I got to tap know. into the mentorship um, because real estate. You know what I do know is that you know real estate is one of the keys to wealth, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's a wealth uh, accelerator. It's a wealth protection tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we just learned is that it's a wealth generator because it allows you to buy back your freedom by having this residual income. Yes. And what I learned, um, of my, you know, after leaving my six figure career was that, like you said, I'm not making money unless I'm working. So my whole goal over these last five years has been to invest in things that are going to pay me where I don't have to work. So. I'm tapping in because I, I listen, eight, nine thousand dollars a month <laughs> on a property. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. So listen, y'all make sure y'all tap in with King Jeff. He is going to teach us the skills to pay the bills, baby. And appreciate you guys for joining. So I hope y'all got some value from this episode. This King Jeff here, Cashflow Jeff on Instagram. I'm Shanique Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven. Appreciate you guys for tuning in this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace. Thank you for watching this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. I'm your host, Shaniqua Nicole, and I hope to see you next week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and head to blackwealthweekly.com where you can read all the new episodes of these entrepreneurs and so many others. Thank you.